Blog Talk Radio. Uh, 
uh, for, for new subscribers to the TSR Premium site. Go over, sign up, use promo code TIGERS901, and you will get that for $9.01. Make sure you check that out, man. But uh, and anybody wants to jump in here, uh, I would love to get your thoughts, man. So much going on uh, here with Penny and his staff and his 2019 recruiting class. You can jump in here. Give me a call at 917-889-9149. Again, that number to call in. Give me your thoughts is 917-889-9149. Uh, again, man, so so much going on here uh, with with this team. And before we look about and talk about what's going on, what's gonna what's going on in the future, I, I want to go back and, and and look to see what they already have in the bank. And I think when we started this thing off, uh, we thought the Tigers would probably only sign three, four, maybe five guys max. I mean, you looked at they had a limited scholarship situation. You had five outgoing seniors. You also had uh, Lance Thomas, and who was going to pick up the, the scholarship of the, the late uh, Kareem Azap, so he'll move into that scholarship this coming year. But they had five scholarships, and, and so you, you looked at this and you thought maybe they would save some. Uh, so you thought maybe three, four, five guys at the max. Uh, but as always in college basketball, these things have a way of working themselves out. And, and the Tigers ha- had some situations. Uh, Antoine Jones uh, decided to transfer. He's now at, at Creighton, which I think is a great fit for Antoine. Uh, I- I'm really rooting for the kid. I- we-, we saw uh, the flashes that-, that he that he showed. I mean, at, at times it was just something that I think with-, with Antoine, it was just always between the ears. Can you keep him locked in and laser focused? I think it's the issue. Talent is not the problem for Antoine Jones. I, I think Antoine Jones has NBA level level talent if he could ever put it all together. And I think going to Creighton, I think it's going to be a situation where he can kind of be a, a focal point. I think with a lot of the talent that they had coming in this year, even though I would love to see him still here in Memphis, I think he might have got lost in the shuffle. I know at times last year, Penny said couldn't really play him. Um, he told us in, in post game media availabilities that there were times where he didn't he didn't know the play and he just was unplayable at times. But when he was out there on the court in limited minutes, you saw flashes of the vision this guy has, the way he could cut and flash to the basket, a guy that size that can, can, can play the point guard position, which I actually think he's best suited at point guard. I know he's listed basically as a shooting guard, but I think he's probably best suited as a, a big point guard. Uh, so we're really rooting for Antoine Jones. Good luck up there in Nebraska with the Creighton Blue Jays. Victor Eno uh, also uh, entered the transfer for portal. portal which uh, I think we kind of all expected that would happen. Uh, it's heavily rumored that David Winsett here pretty soon will enter the transfer portal as well. Uh, Penny said earlier in the season that, that Ryan Boyce would also be on, who redshirted, would also be on scholarship this year. He's kind of backed off that now, so his status is kind of up in the air. But it looks like Memphis plans on signing four more guys. Um, so they right now have four, four scholarships available. Uh, Jane Hardaway is another option if they wanted to go and force this thing into five guys that, that could they could possibly look at doing but right now they have four scholarships and uh it's crazy i mean to to go back and, and look at where where this where this team was um a couple a couple years ago i mean we were just wondering could we get duco guys in here and, and now we're talking about possibly signing the number one class in the country uh it's amazing what what Penny has been able to do in, in, in such a short time. Uh, and I've talked on here on TSR Live time and time again about this. Uh, you just look at, go back years ago, a, a program, I always use DePaul as an example of a school that had a proud tradition, uh, rich history of, of basketball, and just kind of dropped off the map now. And I think you look back at the, the latter end of the Josh Pafner era into the Tubby Smith era, I think Memphis was fastly approaching that if they weren't, pretty much there. I mean, you looked around FedEx Forum, and you know, they did now two, 3,000 and some nights. There were, there were nights, I'm sitting down on Press Row, you look up there, there's, there's seven, 800 building, people in the building. I mean, just, that's not Memphis basketball. It's not what Memphis basketball is supposed to be. Uh, I know Tubby had a lot of supporters, but I, I knew from the jump that he just, it was, he, was, he was never a good fit uh, for this program. He's never going to recruit the way that he needed to recruit. I mean, we have so much talent in the city and if you can't get the kids in out of Memphis uh, first, and because that's always been the lifeblood of this Memphis Tiger basketball program, and he just didn't seem to be willing to do that, made the comment that Memphis kids don't grow up 
going to be Memphis Tigers anymore. And I think Penny Hardaway has really <laughs> napalmed uh, that opinion and shown that you, Memphis kids want to go to come to Memphis if they have a reason to come to Memphis. If it looks like the program's on the up, they have opportunity to compete. And I think Penny has really shown that that's, that's still the case here. Uh, but, but like I said, man, a lot going on right now. But I want to go back and, and take a look at, at what Memphis already has in the bank for the 2019 class, which is already tremendous. By the way, if they didn't add another guy right now, this would be a tremendous, tremendous class already. But they have four guys committed, and, and it started off. And shout out to Malcolm Dandridge, man. Uh, Malcolm Dandridge, as soon as Penny got the job, man, he was ready to go. Uh, Malcolm Dandridge was the first commit for this 2019 class. Six uh, nine, uh, 250 pounds, four star, of course, out of Memphis East. Played for Penny over there at Memphis. Played with him on the AAU circuit as well. Uh, he is the, the 123rd ranked player in our rankings at Rivals. Um, and, and I think a lot of people are sleeping on Malco. I know he's coming off the, the meniscus injury. Um, he's had some injuries during this time. And he's kind of uh, shortened the, the season there late in the year over at East. Uh, but he's rehabbed and ready to go. I think, I think Malco is going to be a tremendous four-year player for this team. Uh, when, when, when I look at Malco, the, the, the guy that always comes to my mind when I think about Malco is it, Joey Dorsey. Um, a kid who wasn't uh, necessarily highly ranked. I think Joey was in the, in the hundreds as well. Uh, I think Malco is going to be a great, great four-year player for this team, and I think by the end of this thing, he's going to have a big impact uh, on this program. But we all know Malco, man, really good rebounder, uh, hard, hard hat, lunch pail type of guy. Uh, brings all the intangibles, man. Uh, like I said, reminds me of Joey Dorsey. I think a kid athletic, uh, motor never stops, man. But, Good shot blocker, uh, just just goes out there, works hard, does the dirty work, and he's the type of player, one of those type of players that you need. A championship team needs these blue guys, these role player guys, and I think Malco can really be that type of guy off the bench uh, for this team because this team needs front court depth, uh, but behind some of the the other guys that they're they're bringing in because they don't have a lot behind these guys. Uh, so I think Malco is going to be really important starting next year, uh, starting next season. Uh, if he's healthy and, and back from that knee injury. I know he's rehabbing that, um, and he plans on being ready to go uh, for camp. So, uh, I, I, again, I think Malco was a guy that people are, are kind of forgetting. It seems like forever ago when he committed, man. But but shout out again to Malco. First first guy to, to commit to, to Penny in, in Penny's first, his first real class. Penny got in late last year last year and kind of kind of had to throw some things together, did a tremendous job even with that. Uh, but with we're seeing right now what he can do with with a, a full allotment of time, and, and and again, man, Malco, first one, first one to break uh, Memphis kid opening that gate back up uh, for for Memphis kids going to the University of Memphis. So again, shout out to Malco. Uh, but the big fish uh, when Penny got the job, that the guy that everyone thought Penny could bring in uh, was James Watson. Had to go head to head with with John Calipari for the kid. I always said, even going back to when Tubby had the job, that if Penny was named the head coach at the University of Memphis, that James Wiseman would be a Memphis Tiger. And looked like a prophet uh, because that uh, October 25th uh, that happened, James Wiseman, the number one player in the country, uh, became a Memphis Tiger. Um, and, again, if you want to jump in here, you can give me a call at 917-889-9149. Again, 917-889-9149. Uh, but James Wiseman, uh, 702-240 pounds, 7 foot. Of course, played at Memphis East as well, played for Memphis, uh, Penny there, played for him on the AAU circuit, uh, transferred uh, from Nashville to Memphis uh, to, to go to, to East to play for Penny Hardaway. And first off, man, before we even talk about James as far as his basketball abilities, let's talk about him as a, as a kid, as a person, as a young man. I mean, uh, this, this is a kid, like I said, came from one of the most prestigious uh, private schools, not only in the state of Tennessee, but in the country. Uh, this kid speaks like five different languages, speaks fluent Mandarin, uh, just smart, uh, honor student, uh, could have went anywhere in the country. Vanderbilt was looking at him, uh, but he decided to stay right here uh, in Memphis and, and play for Penny Hardaway. And I, I, I think that's tremendous uh, to, to not only, like I said, not just looking at him as a basketball player, but him as, as, as a young man, uh, really, really smart. Uh, well, just, just a, a really, really smart kid. On, on and off the basketball floor, but we all know what, what James can do on the floor. Uh, tremendous shot blocker, man, tenacious defender under the basket, uh, ever-developing offensive game. He can face up, he can knock it down all the way out to three-point range. Um, it was, was exactly what this Tiger basketball team was missing last year. They 
didn't have that that guy in the middle, uh, the man in the middle, to to be able to play the the, the way that Penny Hardaway really wanted to play. I think Penny kind of struggled throughout the year with that not having the personnel to kind of play the style that he wanted to play. So I'm sure he's really relieved to, to have these guys in because I think we'll really see this team in, in Penny's image next year. And I think James is going to completely change the way teams play against the Tigers. Um, they, they really, Tigers really had a, a hard time with dribble penetration, guys getting in the lane, getting to the basket last year. Man, that that's going to change uh, this year with, with James Wiseman, uh, man in the middle. Uh, teams are not going to be able to – it's not going to be a, a run, to, run to the free throw line into the paint, uh, into the layup line uh, like it was last year. Uh, because you got James Wiseman down there in the middle, uh, you you go in there, man, and you're subject to get the shot blocked. So I think people that's going to open up everything for this defense. It's going to make the perimeter defense better. Um, it's going to make the inside defense better. Obviously, uh, offensively, it's going to open up um, the floor for these guys. I mean, you look at a guy like Tyler Harris, uh, who came in as a shooter last year, didn't didn't shoot it particularly well from three last year. Was streaky, was hot at times, but. I think only shot about 31 to 32% uh, overall from three. Uh, but I think with James Wiseman in the middle, he's going to get a lot a lot better shot this coming year. So I expect that, that percentage to go up uh, going into his sophomore year. And, and James Wiseman, I think, is just a, a tremendous talent. We expect him to be one and done, obviously, a, a top five to top ten uh, draft pick in, in the 2020 NBA draft. And we, we haven't seen a lot of that here in Memphis. Uh, so to – to have the opportunity to have that kind of guy wearing a type of uniform and a guy who played right over at Memphis East uh, has that relationship with Penny. Penny is comfortable with him. I think it's going to be fun. And like I said, I think you, you add a guy like that to your lineup, it, it changes things offensively and defensively. And I think it's going to make it easier on this entire roster to, to have him man in the middle. Uh, but another, another, the next kid to commit a couple days later, uh, DJ Jeffries, uh, first, first player to decommit from Kentucky uh, under John Calipari. Uh, I also call this one. Uh, when Penny got the job, I said that uh, DJ Jeffries would commit, decommit from Kentucky and sign with Memphis. I had Kentucky fans in my mentions. Oh, no way. You don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot, blah, blah, blah. No way. The kid leaves Kentucky, goes to Memphis. Well, uh, October 22nd, 7th, uh, DJ Jeffries became a Memphis Tiger, uh, four-star, 50th-ranked player in the country. According to our rankings of rivals, 6'7", 215 pounds, uh, small forward out of Auburn High School. I think people are sleeping on DJ a little bit, too. Uh, DJ had a fantastic year uh, over at East. I mean, and you look at him as a player. He's long, athletic, above the rim. Uh, I, I think he has the, the potential to be a really good defender at the D1 level. Man, he, he can change ends quicker than, than one of the fastest guys to change ends I think I've ever seen. Uh, can play some point forward, really worked on putting it on the floor. And, and I think the biggest thing that he improved in his senior season was his three-point shooting. I think that was the last thing that really separated him from really being an elite player. And he really, really worked on that. He knocked down the three consistently uh, in his senior season. I think he's going to be really good uh, for this Memphis team. I mean, he's a guy who can, like I said, play some point forward for you. I think he can play some, some two if you're going really big. Uh, I think he's best at three. Can also play the four as well. Uh, but I think he will be the starting small forward for the Memphis Tigers. And, and I'm excited about DJ. Uh, I know I talked to him. He's really excited to be uh, at the University of Memphis. Um, and I think it was his dream. I think at one point it, it appeared that he was headed to Mississippi State. Uh, Penny and Tony Batlock went over to the Jeffries house, household home on, on that Sunday and, and had a meeting. I, I heard it was extremely emotional. And I, I think that they sold him. They, they sold DJ on the fact that he could play some point forward, and they made him. And one thing that that uh, DJ and Corey always told me when when I talked with them is they they just wanted to feel like they were a priority. And I think Memphis was kind of kind of looking at some other guys. You were talking about Wiseman. Everybody talking about Wiseman and some of these other guys that they, that Memphis could possibly sign. And I think they kind of felt they weren't getting the attention that they they felt like they deserved. I think Penny went over there and reassured them that he was a priority for team, and I think that's all it took. Uh, and DJ Jeffries will be a Memphis Tiger, and I'm really excited about him in a Tiger uniform. Uh, the next player to sign, four player in this class, uh, is four-star Damian Boss, 6'4", 190 pounds, point guard out of Tennessee Prep, originally from Antioch, Tennessee, up around the Nashville area, uh, played for Coach Noah Hurd over at with Team Thad. Um, and, and when I say he played for Team Thad, he fits that mode to a T. He's not flashy, but uh, but traditional throwback type of point guard. He's long, 
uh, long as all out does. Uh, now, I did say does, not doors, as the old old saying goes, long as all out does. Um, uh, kid loves to defend, picks up full court. Um, with, with some of the talent they're bringing in, I, I think his, his sophomore year is when he'll really uh, start to make a, a big impact. But he's the type of guy and role player you need on on a championship team. Uh, I, I think you need these type of guys, and he's a guy – you can come in if you got a guy on the other team uh, at, at the point guard position that's hot. You can bring in Damon off the, the bench, and he can, uh, quote, turn their water off, um, unquote. Um, he's a guy who can pick up, like I said, pick up full court, slap the floor, clap his hands type of defender. Loves playing deep defense. Uh, not a great shooter, uh, but like I said, long, athletic, really gets in passing lanes. It can really be a disruptor out there on the defensive end. Uh, kind of reminds you of a young Jeremiah Martin. Uh, Jeremiah Martin wasn't really known as a shooter. Uh, when he when he was over at Mitchell, uh, not as a scorer, when he came into the University of Memphis, and, and we saw what he developed into. Could Damian be the same type of guy? I think Damian's a a, a four year player, um, and and you can always work on your jump shot and your offense. And I think that's something that'll improve. And I think by the time he's a junior senior, I think think his offensive game will have evolved. And you you add an offensive game to his his the way he plays defense, and you have a really really good player on your hand. Ten. So I'm excited about Damian. But I know. He's going to go out there and work hard. He's going to be put in the effort um, in, in the weight room because you know Team Thad and those guys. Coach Nord, or Herd does a real good job over there uh, it, it, with these guys. Those guys are always guys that come in extremely motivated. They're, they're not guys that are used to giving, being given anything, and, and they're going to work hard. So I'm excited about Damien as well. Now, you look at this class. They bring in, again, James Wiseman, uh, DJ Jeffries, Damien Bob, Malcolm Dancers. And you think, look at this roster. And you think, what's the glaring weakness that's left? And, and, and it's shooting, right? Uh, and, and we have a guy who is planning on making this announcement tomorrow. Uh, Four-star, 6'5", 200-pound guard out of IMG Academy, Lester Keonis. I've had him here on TSR Live in the past. Uh, he's, quote, choosing between Indiana and Memphis. But uh, rest easy tonight on this one, Tiger fans. But barring something crazy, uh, a little bit after 4 p.m. Central, Lester's going to put on that Memphis hat and officially become a Memphis Tiger. Uh, he's known as a shooter, but has great size at 6'5", 200 pounds, and he's sneaky athletic, uh, great body control uh, when flashing in the lane. He's a good rebounder. Uh, he can put it on the floor. Uh, we, we know he can get it done from, from long range, but also, man, he, he can knock it down from mid-range. Uh, he, and like I said, he can get to the basket. Uh, really good slasher. Uh, and I'm excited about what he can do in this offense. You think about you watch this game and you think about the shots that he's going to have. Uh, I talked about Tyler Harris. You, you you think about James Wiseman in the middle and the shots that Lester and these guys are going to have. I, I think Lester is a guy who – he's a microwave-type guy who can put up 20 points in a hurry. I mean, this guy can really knock it down from outside. But like I said, not just a shooter. Uh, not just a shooter from long range. He can knock it down mid-range. He can get to the basket. Sneaky athletic, good free-throw shooter, just a good – overall player, and I think he's going to be really good for, for this Tiger team starting in his freshman year, and I think he might be the, the, the guy, outside of the, the big guys, obviously, James Wiseman, etc., uh, that I'm most excited about seeing in this Tiger offense, and I've talked to him several times, and he loves Penny Hardaway, he loves Mike Miller, loves the vision that they have for him in this offense, and I think they got in on him kind of late, but I think they really sold him on, on, on how they're going to use him in this offense, and I, there, I think there's no doubt that tomorrow he's going to pick up that Memphis hat and he's going to be a Memphis Tiger again shortly after 4 p.m. local time here tomorrow. And Christmas, Christmas Chua, um, it's kind of kind of a strange one. Uh, his recruitment's been kind of strange. You you get these high level guys and when you when you look at the way that they usually handle things, I mean they usually put out here's my top seven, here's my top five, here's my top three. Not with not with Preston. Uh, Preston's recruitment has been been kind of quiet. Uh, you look at the schools. Uh, he took officials to North Carolina. Also took an official to Kansas. Of course, uh, took an official to Memphis here recently. Took on officials to Memphis back at Madness, uh, Western Kentucky. Uh, I can't remember where else he went. That might be it. Uh, but never really seemed to be a leader in the clubhouse uh, for Preston. He never kind of really showed his hand. Uh, really never was kind of noncommittal on when his date would be. When he still hadn't quite set a date. Now, him and Lester told me that. Preston's uh, plans on setting the date shortly after he commits tomorrow. Uh, so, but but it's been kind of weird. Uh, but he's been here in Memphis two times. Uh, 
Chris Lester said that shortly after his, his visit here to Memphis, uh, he called him and said that maybe he wanted to re- reevaluate. I talked to, to Lester when I had him here on TSR Live. He talked about the opportunity for them to possibly play together. And I think if when Lester commits here tomorrow, I think that bodes really well for, for the Tigers and, and Preston Chua. But if you haven't watched Preston play, man, you you got to check it out. Again, five-star, 6'9", 215-pound uh, power forward. I think he's a 4'3", four, four, instead of a 3'4". I think his natural position is power forward. But he can also bring, just like DJ Jeffries, he can also play some point forward for you. Uh can put it on the floor. Uh, just elite, elite athlete, explosive, strong, uh, motor never stops. Uh, has continued to prove his three-point shooting. He can block shots. Uh, like, like I said, I mean, he can, can play some point forward for you. And and you and you look at the fit for the team. I think he's the perfect forward for the vision that Penny Hardaway has. I mean, he can get up and down the floor like a gazelle. Uh, I think Preston is a one and done guy. I, I really do believe that. Uh, now it, it's going to be tough with if, if Memphis does sign all these guys. There's going to be a lot of mouth to feed. So it's going to be interesting how the stats are distributed throughout the roster. Uh, but I, I think Preston has one and done type of talent. He's a little bit older. Uh, Preston will actually be 20. Uh, once, once the season started. So he's a kind of an older freshman, uh, but I think he has the, the, the ability to be a one-and-done type of guy. I can really see him causing havoc in his offense. Him and DJ, along with James Wiseman in the front court, uh, that, that could be fun to watch. Uh, so I'm excited excited about that. I'm excited about Preston's fit uh, within his offense. But I have a caller here at TSR Live. Hey, what's up, Ike, man? This is uh... – this is Jack Jack from Houston, Texas, baby. Formerly Rory, man. What's oh, up? Oh, man. How's it going, man? <laughs> All right, man. I had to, you know, we talked a little bit on Twitter uh, a couple of days ago when I got back on. I wanted to follow you immediately, yeah. man. I want to make sure I listen to your show and everything. But, you know, you you shot a tweet out a couple of days ago, and I, I liked your tweet when you were talking about uh, – R.J. Hampton possibly and, and, and Boogie possibly being able to play together, and yeah. you said that you think it, it will be possible, being that both of them, you know, kind of want the ball in their hands to be able to to dictate yeah. and, and and run an offense. And I kind of you know I kind of agree with you, um, but I think and, and I kind of have gotten off of that a little bit cause some things that I've seen since since you know a couple of days ago. I think I said yeah. to you that I think he'll probably go to uh, Duke. Well, not, I don't know if I said Duke or I think I may, have, I may have said Kansas, but I think I said Duke. But you look at his crystal ball, and it's saying um, Kansas. And I think I, I think at the time yeah. I think I did say Duke. But so it looks like he may go to Kansas, and I'm I mean I'm okay with that to be totally honest with you. I think Penny will leave a scholarly open for him just in case. But yeah. you you think about this. You could, because you got Matthew Morrell coming up next year. I mean, that's just an embarrassment of riches at the guard position, man. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I saw something, I saw something, somebody tweeted earlier today about if they do get R.J. Hampton and Boogie, where does that leave Matthew Morrell? And which is a good question. And I think that yeah. you – if you don't get R.J. Hampton, which I don't think the Tigers are going to get R.J. Hampton. I'm just going to be honest with you. I think he's going to go to Kansas. And just yeah, just because of the situation that they got there for him, I think it's just a business decision. I think he probably really wants to go to Memphis. But I think that he knows that he doesn't have to share as much playing time if he does go to KU. And that's fine. So now you got Lester. You probably got – I'm sure you probably got Boogie. And then Precious, you probably got him. And so now, instead of taking four, you may take three. You leave that one open for, you know, another graduate transfer or something like that, possibly. But if you don't use it, I guess you just don't use it. Because I'm not the kind of person just to be taking scholarships, you know, just be filling scholarships for body. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. And because probably, not only that, you you might be able you might pick up somebody later on in the year that's disgruntled at another school or whatever you know what I'm saying so anyway man I'm gonna hang up the list you, you have a great show okay man I appreciate the call yeah thank Roy for calling in he brought up some, brought up some great points there um, and and I, I've been asked about this a lot today and you look at that 2020 class and not only is there Matthew Morrell 
number one player in the class, Jalen Green, um, is also thought to be uh, a Memphis lean right now. So you load up on guards, but I don't think Boogie's a one-and-done. I know his camp kind of thinks that. I don't think he's a one-and-done. So I think Boogie will still be here next year if he does commit to Memphis. Uh, so that's that's interesting. And kind of talk about R.J. Hampton. Um, I, I actually changed my future cast uh, three times. I originally had him uh, going to Duke, uh, but then it, Paul Biancardi came out with his report that R.J. Hampton planned on committing earlier. Uh, I think we all kind of thought it would be mid-summer. Now he plans to commit here late in May, according to Paul Biancardi. And I think that kind of changes some things a little bit. So I, before that news came out, I trained to Texas Tech. Uh, if you look at Texas Tech, it's close to home for R.J. Um, the family loves Chris Beard. R.J. and his dad love Coach Chris Beard. Um, Texas Tech is an Under Armour school. R.J. is an Under Armour guy. Uh, so I thought that that looked like a fit. But now uh, that he's committing late May, I've changed my future cast to Kansas. I think he ends up in Kansas. Kansas is kind of desperate right now. They don't uh, have, a, have a great class. Uh, they're definitely not to their standards. Uh, they need bodies. They need good players. And I think R.J. will kind of look at the situation at Memphis. And I think, I mean, because you, you look at this situation. You got, if you get Boogie, uh, you have Boogie, you have Lester Keonis, you already have Damian Bostein, you got Alex Lomax, you got Tyler Harris, you got D.J. Jeffries, who, who Penny promised can play some point forward. Uh, you also have President Chua, who said that he wants to play some point forward. I mean, that's a lot of mouths to feed and a lot of guys that want the basketball. I, I just can't see you bringing in R.J. and Boogie. That's, that's just a bit much. And Boogie himself has emphatically said that he wants to play the one. And personally, I think Boogie, as I said earlier, would be better at the shooting guard position. Uh, with the way he shoots the basketball, I, I think he's a combo. I think he would be better suited off the ball. But he's emphatically said, and this camp has said over the last week, that he wants to be a point guard. So, And, and we know R.J. Hampton is, is, is solely a point guard. Um, so I, I, I just don't think you can make that work. I know if these guys, and I've said this on Twitter before, these guys were robots, they didn't have egos, et cetera, et cetera. You can make it work. It sounds good on paper. The idea is to collect as much talent as possible, but at some point you have to kind of use logic with roster building and think about stepping on toes. Because, uh, I mean, we, we see it in college basketball all the time. People get recruited over, but this would be something even north of that. Um, it, it would be fantastic if Penny could get these guys in and find a way to make it work. Now, I, I've been told that Rod and RJ is supposed to be coming here in Memphis sometime soon to kind of talk about this thing. Uh, Boogie Ellis was here on unofficial today. Uh, so it, this thing could get interesting. I, I think I think right now, I think RJ, as Roy said, makes a business decision and ends up at Kansas, a place where he can really star. There's going to be so many mouths to feed on this Tiger team. I think Memphis go, goes ahead and, and, and signs Boogie if he wants to come. Now, Boogie decides to go elsewhere. Uh, I think RJ ends up a Memphis Tiger because I think his dad with the relationship that Rod has with Mike Miller um, and, and, and Memphis has sweat equity in with RJ Hampton, I think he really wants to be a Tiger, but it's just become a situation now where I, I just don't know if they can work it out. Uh, that's just my opinion. I know a lot of Tiger fans got upset with me for kind of saying I don't think that they can. It's not, it's not so much of a question of can they play together because I know Rod made the the statement of the other day that him and Booker can definitely play together. I don't think it's the question of can they play together. I think it's more of will they, will RJ and his family look at the situation in Memphis, look at all these guards and all these mouths they're going to have to feed to decide to, to pick Memphis over Kansas or Texas Tech or Duke or whatever, what have you. Or is Penny willing to over-recoup like that? I think that's the question. It's not can they play together? Yeah, you could throw them on the roster, and talent will win out in the end. I mean, you might have some guys with set, et cetera, et cetera. But with that type of talent, you could conceivably make it work. But I just think in the end, when you look at it, using logic, it's a bit much. But we got another caller here on the line. Hey, TSR Live. Close. Hey, you there? Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Who, who, who am I speaking with? Yeah, this is Tony in Memphis, man. Look, I I, I kind of feel like R.J. Hampton is going to Texas Tech. I mean, I, it, I I the way the dad likes to brag on the coach and staff, yeah, I, I, that's yeah. just what I see. But I, I I see that you know what with the you know you get Boogie Ellis, you know, and I I, I think the way Penny runs his offense, 
he's going to bring the ball up sometimes, but this guy is such a great shooter to me. And then when he you is, got yeah. Lester being able to shoot, I mean, it's going to leave things a little open for, for James. You can see clearly what Penny's going to do. And I just disagree with people when you say you got to run like seven, eight deep. I think you run 10. Because if you're playing tough defense, guys are going to get tired. Guys guys going to yeah. be want to come out. You can rotate it more. But, I mean, I just say, you know, I like the place where Memphis is. You're you, you talking it up on the recruiting end right now when it, it was like tumbleweeds when Tubby was here. <laughs> so, I, it was. I mean, you nobody, you know, yeah, Memphis. Yeah, 100%. Tubby just didn't understand the flavor of the water. But, you know, Penny no. got Penny got the Penny got the gauge out and he's doing the thing and you know you can tell he's the up and coming it of college basketball. So man, one hundred percent. I mean, as a Memphis fan, I love it. Yeah, man, and like you said, I think with the talent that they have coming in, man, you you gonna have to go deeper than seven. I mean, you got so much talent on this roster, man. These guys need to play. Like you said, if you playing getting up and down the way Penny wants to get up and down, you playing tough defense, like you said, these guys are going to get tired, and you can rotate these guys and wear these other teams down with, with all this, the talent and overwhelm some teams. So I, I definitely, definitely right. agree with you there. And you... Right. And then on top of that, I mean, that's, I mean, it's it's a new type of basketball. On top of that, if you got a guy, he's struggling one night, you can throw another guy in. You shouldn't, you shouldn't struggle. I mean, I remember a time when people said when, like, Durant was going to Golden State. It's not enough balls going around. Well, I don't know why it wouldn't be. And if if, you, if you're playing ball and you're doing it the right way, you're going to hit the guy with the hard hand or you're going to try to work it down to, you know, you got a guy like James Wiseman. He could get in foul trouble, and you can go smaller with Lance Thomas and Precious. So, like I said, I, I just – it's so many different things that it make it hard for teams to prepare for a team like this. i say that. Man, thank you, man. I definitely agree with you on all points there, man. Thanks for the call. Take care, now. Yeah, man, appreciate the call, man. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, just it, it's a different style of basketball. It's not the, the days of these are the guys. I mean, with, with guys being able to play multiple positions, there, there's going to be so many things that Penny and, and his staff can do uh, with the versatility of these guys. Because you talk about it, I mean, Lester Keonis, he can, he can put the ball on the floor. He can handle it. You can go big and play him at the one. You can play him at the two. You can play him at the three. DJ Jeffries can play two, three, four. The president Tua can play the three and four. I mean, so much versatility. Uh, even the guys four, Malco can play the four or five. Uh, it's just so many different things. Boogie can play the one and two. Tyler Harris can play the two or the one. Uh, just, just so much versatility about uh, what you'll be able to do with guys. And we kind of kind of get put the car, car before the horse, put Lester and everything in there, but. I'm telling you, rest easy, Tiger fans. Lester Keonis will be a Memphis Tiger tomorrow. But uh, like, like you said, I mean, you, you can play. And I think Kenny's going to have to play with all these guys and all the talent that he's has on his roster. He's going to have to go pretty deep into that bench. And I think, like you said, from night in, night out, it might not be the same guys. There's so much talent. One guy might be hot one night. You might play him more minutes. He might play less minutes the next night. It's it's going to be fun to see how he, he plays with this. I mean, bringing in possibly an eight-man class, that's just like, unheard of, especially when you're talking about all five and four star guys. But um so going back to, to, to where I was talking about before for the two callers, thanks for calling in. Uh really always enjoy having your opinion here on T S R Live. Uh, Boogie Ellis, six three, hundred and seventy five pounds, guard from out of Mission Bay in San Diego. Um uh, originally committed to Duke. Uh took an unofficial to Memphis during Memphis Madness appeared. Memphis had a good shot until Duke came into the picture. Uh, so he Committed to the Blue Devils. Uh, then Trey Jones decided to return, which was totally unexpected. I think Duke was recruiting under understanding that Trey Jones would be gone. And I think Boogie, when he committed there, felt that Trey Jones would be gone. Then they bring in Cassius Stanley. Uh, so it, it, I think Boogie looked around and was like, where where, the, where are my minutes going to come from? Was Boogie a, a player at that level? And I know a lot of Tiger fans said, oh, he's not that good. That That's not true. Uh, Boogie, Boogie Ellis is a – High-level player. Is, is he R.J. Hampton? No, he's not R.J. Hampton, but he's a really, really good player. And I think Boogie was planning on going somewhere to start, and he would not have started. He would have played minutes next year at Duke, but he, he would not have started uh, for for the Blue Devils. So I think he decommitted. And obviously when, when you look at the situation and where Memphis was 
before he committed to Duke and the need at point guard and the fact that Penny Penny kind of kept their relationship open uh, with Boogie, that, that Memphis would be at the top of the list. And you see here today, uh, first visit, I'm, I'm not sure where else he's going, but this is his first visit uh, since decommitting unofficial, obviously, because he doesn't have any more officials left. So, obviously, unofficial, he's here. Here it was here in Memphis today. Um, and when, when I look at Boogie, uh, I think Boogie, like I said, him and his camp have both said that he plans on playing the point guard position. Uh, I think Boogie is better suited at the two, but, I mean, again, interchangeable part. Uh, these guys can play multiple positions, but Boogie has said he wants to play the one, and if he signs Memphis, he's going to be your starting point guard uh, for, the, for the Memphis Tigers next year. You add Lester Keonis and Boogie to this roster, and you go shooting goes from a weakness to a strength. I mean, those are two guys that can, can really, really knock it down from the perimeter uh, and, and for this team. And I, and I think with James Wiseman again in the middle, you got Boogie, uh, Tyler Harris, and Lester Keonis, guys that can really knock it down from the perimeter. It's just crazy to think about how talented this, this roster could be next year and, and, and how versatile they can be. Uh, now, you look at this, these things don't always work out. Uh, we've seen Kentucky clearly have the most talent, the most the best selection of talent in the country, but they don't end up winning the national championship. So it doesn't always work. It's gonna, Penny's going to have a job to do to, uh, to, to kind of try to uh, converge all these egos and manage all these egos and, and make sure all these guys are happy. Uh, but a lot of times winning cures all. Um, and I think this team is going to do a lot of winning next year. Uh, so I, I, these guys better get ready. It's a, think about the practices over at the Lori Walker practice facility. They're going to have preseason. Uh, there's going to be some battles going on over there. You got guys like Halo and Tyler Harris going to say, like, look, man, this is my sophomore year. I'm, I'm not coming in here to, to get my spot up to a freshman. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of pride on the line for these guys over there in, in practice next year. So it's going to be fun. I can't wait to, to get in these practices and, and, and get in the preseason and see how this thing takes out. Uh, but another guy uh, that Memphis is looking at, uh, they, you, you, you look at bringing in a lot of freshmen, and Memphis' entire starting lineup uh, could possibly be freshmen next year. And you look back in history, no team with five freshmen or uh, four freshmen starting has ever won a national championship. Uh, Penny wants some, some stability, some experience in that locker room, and the guy they've, they've turned their attention to is Rajon Tucker. Uh, 6'5", 210-pound guard, uh, transfer from Arkansas Little Rock for his first two years at Florida Gulf Coast. And this kid can play. Uh, we've seen him here a couple of times against Arkansas Little Rock, against the Tigers. But you just look at his numbers. Uh, he can play the one, two, or three. Look at his numbers from last year. Average 20.3 points a game, 6.7 rebounds, 1.8 assists, one steal a game. Shot 77% from the free throw line and shot 41% from three on almost six attempts per game. Um uh, Memphis has made him a priority. Again, like I said, they need they want that experience. I, I think they're gonna Kansas is gonna give them a, a, a real run for their money with this one. Kansas again is desperate. Um, Coach Self they got some issues going on uh, up there, and, and they haven't really recruited well uh, this session. So they they're looking for bodies. So they're gonna come uh, come hard after after Tucker. Uh, but uh, if, if I think Memphis has made him a priority. And when Memphis has made a guy a priority, uh, they're, they're batting a thousand. And so I think Memphis has a great chance to get this kid. But, I, I mean, this kid, can, I'm telling you, I think people are sleeping on this kid. Ray John Tucker would have an immediate impact on this team and I think would be a good – I mean, you, you need that experience in the locker room. I mean, this team would be extremely, extremely young uh, next year when you're bringing in eight freshmen and you got your other two major players in Halo, Tyler, being sophomores. The only, only guy you got really coming back from the experience is Isaiah Maurice and we all know what what, our, what most people's thoughts are on Isaiah, uh, so we won't even get into that here. But uh, I, I would love to see them sign Ray John Tucker. Again, they need that guy with, with that experience uh, to come in as, as kind of a stabilizer. And, again, this kid can really play. I know Arkansas Little Rock's in the Sun Belt. You kind of look at those numbers and say they might be inflated. But I've watched this kid. This kid can play on any level. Uh, has entered the NBA draft. He's going to test the waters. Uh, but I, I think he's going to end up coming back uh, for for another year. Um, and hopefully it's with the University of Memphis because, again, this guy can really fill it up. He's athletic, can really get off the dish, really good defender. Uh, kid can do it all and would be look really, really good in, in, in Tiger Blue. Uh, but before we get out of here, a couple more couple more things. And, again, can you ask the question, can R.J. Hampton and Bookie Ellis play together? And I, I've always said that I, I just don't think you can do it. 
Um, again, if these guys were robots, they didn't have egos. Um, I, I think you, you could make it work. It looks fantastic on paper. Again, the object is always to collect as much talent as possible. But I, I, I just you just look at it. If they sign Lester Keonis, you got you'd have RJ, you have Boogie, you have Lester, you got Alo and Tyler guys who Kenny has made promises to. They're both uh, Memphis kids. Uh, they have a year in going to their sophomore year. You over recruiting them, and then you got possibly Ray Dunn Tucker, uh, which if you sign RJ and Boogie, you're probably not going to sign Ray Dunn. But you do have DJ Jeffries, who Penny has made promise to that can play some point forward. Uh, Preston Chua wants to play some point forward as well. So there's a lot of guys that need the ball. you got two scoring-minded guards in RJ Hampton and Boogie Ellis, who both want, always want to score. Uh, Preston Chua likes to get his shots up. Lester Keonis is not shy about getting his shots up. I, I just don't think you can make it work. I know what Rod said. Rod said they can play together, and again, I don't think it's a question of can't necessarily can they play together because when you got this that type of talent, you talk about this type of talent, you can make it work. But I I, I think when they really look at it, if Memphis signs Boogie, Memphis signs Lester, I think they're going to look at the situation and look at the roster and look at Kansas and make a business decision. And I think they're going to go with Kansas. Um, again, I, I had him forecasted to, to Texas Tech, but I think. With him moving the date up, I don't think Texas Tech has been in there long enough for for him to really pull the trigger there. I think he ends up at Kansas. But, again, uh, Rod and, and RJ are supposed to be in here sometime soon. They kind of talk with the staff, I've been told. So we'll see how that plays out. But, again, I think in the end, I think Memphis ends up with, with Bookie Ellis and, and RJ Hampton goes to Kansas. But my final prediction, if you're looking at these guys, I think Memphis signs four more. I think they sign Lester Keonis tomorrow. I think they get – Preston Chua, I think they get Boogie Ellis, and I think they end up with Ray John Tucker. I think that's the four, and I think that will round out the class. Now, I kind of teased on Twitter earlier about a certain five-star recruit who who wants to commit to Memphis. Uh, he's actually made a, a couple calls to Memphis and say he's ready to commit. Memphis kind of said, hold off a little bit, big fella. Uh, and I, for, for purposes of tonight's show, Let's just call this player Tendon Totford. His name is Tendon Totford, but um, I'm going to let your, your, your imagination and thoughts figure out who that is. Uh, but this kid, I think he overplayed his hand a little bit. Um, as former Memphis football coach Justin Fuente would say, Memphis put in a lot of sweat, sweat equity with Tendon Totford. We uh, really, really prioritized him. He just kind of strung it along, strung it out Duke kind of semi got involved. They never really offered him, uh, so he kind of held off there. Um, and now I think Memphis has kind of moved on. I think now he wants to commit to Memphis, but does Memphis really want him? I think it's at the point now, and he's kind of kind of limited in his options. Uh, I think it's going to come down to LSU and Alabama. I think if Avery Johnson was still there, obviously I think it would be Alabama uh, at this point. But uh, Will Wade, we all know the kind of the stuff that's going on down at LSU. But if Will Wade doesn't get fired here within the next couple of weeks, I think Trenton thinks – I'm sure thinks he's the one and done and only going to be there for one year. I, I, I future cast it over at Rivals. Trenton, um, in my later future, future cast to LSU, I think at this point uh, – and I kind of <laughs> said his name there, not, not Trenton, my bad, Tendon, uh, Tendon Todford. Uh, I think Tendon Todford ends up at LSU. Uh, a couple couple other notes, uh, Memphis uh, with the – the new SEC AAC partnership. Memphis will host Georgia. Uh, another so Georgia um, and Edwards, uh, another high recruit. Him and him going against James Wiseman, and I think will be a big story. Uh, it could be a game that nationally televised. I think it's another good game added to the schedule. Um, should, should should be a good game uh, between Memphis and Georgia. So it's good to see that. I think that game is going to be in early January. Uh, so Memphis now playing three SEC schools with Ole Miss. Tennessee and now Georgia add to the schedule. I know Penny Penny Hardaway is trying to get Georgetown at it. Uh, we'll see if that happens. I think the, the hold up with that is I think Patrick Ewan wants the series to start uh, up there in, in D.C. And, and Penny wants it to start here. So we'll see if they get that worked out. But uh, that's one thing that I, I really love about Penny. He came in here. He's forward thinking. He's trying to improve the, the schedule. He talked about what they can do to improve the student section. I mean, he's recruiting at a high level. He's just doing a lot of different things. Uh, the, he's brought the program into the, 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 the new millennium, uh, I mean, with the, the, 
the, the FaceTime, I mean, the, the outfits. I mean, Penny's doing it big over there at the University of Memphis, and, and we're lucky to have a guy like that. He's different. There's not another D1 coach out there doing what Penny Hardaway and this staff is doing. Um, I mean, it's just it, – they're just so cool, and I think when, when kids see that, they want to be a part of this. And, 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 and we've seen – I know a lot of people thought that when Penny came in, he would just be able to get the Memphis kids, but I, I never thought that would be the case. Penny, Penny is a brand. Uh, I mean, with the shoes, I mean, you got the rest and Sean song Hardaway. Um, and, and I think I'll play a little bit of that as, as we end the show here in a minute. Uh, but, I mean, he's day to why. These kids know who Penny Hardaway is. Even though a lot of these kids were barely born when Penny Hardaway still playing the NBA, Penny was the type of player, I mean, he was ahead of his time. Some of the things that he did out there on the basketball floor were, were things that you didn't see guys at that time doing. I mean, a lot of modern, modernized type things that he did on the basketball floor. And kids see these highlights, uh, and they recognize that. You see Penny out there with the Louis V sneakers, uh, I mean, the, the Hermes belt. I mean, Penny, Penny's doing it big. Uh, and, and I think this is going to continue as long as he's here. Uh, Penny and Mike Miller and, and Sam Mitchell and Tony Matlock, I mean, just a fantastic, unique staff uh, that can, can bring some teams to, things to the table that other staff don't bring. I mean, you have three guys who have, have played at the highest level and can tell these kids, We've been there. We we can we're not just telling you how to get to the NBA. We've been there, and we can we we know what it takes to get there. Um, and I think that's really something special about this staff. Um, so uh, everything with this program right now is looking up, and uh, I think in the end, in two weeks from now, we're going to look up, and, and Memphis is going to have the number one recruit class in the nation. Um, and that's that's something that doesn't supposed to happen at AAC school. And you look at that, we got the number one player this year, and you look at the 2020 number one player in the class, Jalen Green, Memphis Lane. I mean, it's just, it's just insane. They're in real strong with Greg Brown, uh, who's a top 15 kid next year. It's just it's exciting. Exciting times to, to, to be a Memphis, a Memphis Tiger, um, and I'm excited to see. Another, another quick note before we get out of here, man, Peso, Jeremiah Martin, worked out with the Memphis Grizzlies today. Um, and now, as of right now, he's not expected – to be drafted, but who knows? You never know, but even if he isn't, um, he could be a guy who, who they could bring in for the summer league roster, uh, a guy we could possibly see with the Memphis hustle. Uh, I'd I never put anything past Jeremiah Martin. Uh, he was never given anything, wasn't highly recruited, was kind of a, uh, a afterthought from Memphis. Uh, Josh Pastor kind of, uh, when things didn't work out with Charlie Moore, kind of brought him in um, as, a, as, a, as a fee option, and we saw how this kid grows, uh, just continue to, to put in the work, uh, continue to put in the work. And I think we saw, I mean, moments this year, look like he's one of the greatest Tigers ever. Um, this kid works extremely hard, and I never put anything past Jeremiah Martin. If, if he ended up getting drafted late second, it wouldn't surprise me because he, he's definitely going to go in these workouts. And one thing I love about Jeremiah Martin is he always puts on for the city of Memphis. Man, he reps the city to the fullest, man. So, so shout out to Jeremiah Martin. Man, we're rooting for you. The city is rooting for you. I, I enjoy covering you during your time at Memphis, man, and hopefully uh, we, we get to cover you. I would love to see you with the Grizzlies and the Memphis Hustle and, and have the opportunity to stay here in Memphis. Uh, so it was really, really, really good to see that. But a uh, big day tomorrow, man, unless the Keonis um, is going to commit at four around 4 p.m. Central Standard Time tomorrow. We all expect them. I have them feature casted over the Rivals. To, to Memphis. Uh, I think all the predictions have him coming to Memphis right now. Uh, he's apparently already FaceTimed the coach uh, of the school that he's choosing to let him know earlier this week that he will be committing there. But again, rest easy, Tiger Nation. Lester Key owners is around after, a little bit after 4 p.m. tomorrow. He's going to pick up that Memphis hat. He's going to officially be a Memphis Tiger and he's going to get the ball rolling here for uh, the, the, for the Alliance recruiting class. Like again, I think they signed four more guys. I think we get Lester. I think we get Preston Chua. I think they get Boogie Ellis, and I think they get Ray John Tucker, man, and, and roll the balls out, and, 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 and let's play some basketball. Uh, exciting times for Memphis. Um, supposed to talk with uh, rivals national recruiting analyst Corey Evans here this afternoon, but my man, my man's busy. He was in the air, uh, had a had a flight delay, so wasn't able to to, to join us here today. Had some some flight issues, but we'll try to catch up with him next week and get his thoughts on what Penny is doing um, and, and possibly the number one recruiting class in the nation. But, again, man, TigerSportsReport.com, make sure you go over there, 
Uh, check out all the great content we have over there. With the first, with the founder and, and editor of TigerSportsReport.com, my man Brian Moss. You can find him on Twitter at RivalsBMoss. R I V A L S. The letter B M O S S. You can find me uh, Isaac underscore Rivals on Twitter I S A A C underscore Rivals, and my man Mitch Davis underscore eight M I T C H D A V I S underscore eight. We always got great content over there. Uh, the 901 promotion is back. Sign up for a new annual subscription for just $901, $9.01 for your first year. Use promo code TIGERS901. Man, that's like $0.75 cent a month for great premium content. Your number one source for Tiger Athletic news and information. Again, go to TigerSportsReport.com. Sign up, $901 for $9.01 for your first year. Use promo code TIGERS901. Uh, but again, man, uh, follow me all for all the updates tomorrow. Isaac underscore rivals on Twitter. You guys know I'm always on there tweeting. Very active on Twitter. Uh, it's going to be a big day uh, for the Tigers tomorrow. If you missed anything here, uh, you can always check out all our podcasts uh, from TSR on iTunes and Stitcher. It'll, probably, it'll be up probably about 30 minutes after the show ends. Uh, just go search Tiger Sports Report. Uh, you'll have this podcast as well as all our other podcasts archived there. Again, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Isaac underscore Rivals. You know, we'll try to catch up with Corey Evans next week. But until then, I'm gone. Yeah. I got dreams of living left in the kitchen with the I got dreams of living left in the kitchen with the on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Player put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jump in it hard away. Jump in it hard away. In the skillet with the match. Bad, bad, happy. Yeah, the money got a happy. I used to dream of living lavish. Now I'm just living lavish. Buy a phone with the sea was fast. If I ain't eating, then I'm fasting, yeah. Fatty bottle coop, jerk to see if I can fit in. Yeah. It didn't work, so I gave it to one of my people. I should've took out a bed. For real. Yeah, what I did. Woke up the next day, went by the bed. Me and my kids. Yeah. I took the heart away. Didn't know how to say it. I was giving that heart away. Nope, I had to borrow play. That took my heart away. But I've been through hard days. I was just in New York in the home Look at my soul I ain't asked man for nothing I took the heart away Play put me over coming with it They took my heart away Hard liquor for my skin and gone Thug holiday Don't feel it hard away Hard away I ain't asked man for nothing I took the heart away Play put me over coming with it They took my heart away I was getting